a stigma against my football club. <laughs> there is. There is a stigma against your football club, Nathan. And welcome to Not the mine. back peg. <laughs> welcome, to, welcome to the back peg, everyone. And uh, pleasure to be joined with yourself again, Nathan, and uh, all the backpack listeners. Yeah, pleasure to be here. Welcome, everyone. Thank you for joining us once more. And it's been a fun week in the football world since we last recorded a mainline pod. We've wrapped up the Asian Cup. We've wrapped up the African Cup of Nations, two fantastic winners and two fantastic finals, both hosts winning it, which is a little quirk. Mm-hmm. And uh, some good scenes there, both in uh, Qatar and the Ivory Coast, but Laz, it's also been a big week in club football. Where shall we start? Yeah, it has been. It has been a big week. Did we talk about Bayern Munich? We need to in the last yeah in the last episode. I don't recall if we did or not. We mentioned it that the Leverkusen they were going was to play up. Leverkusen. Mm. Yes, that's what we mentioned. Likewise, mm. Real Madrid and Girona. Yes, 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 and um, two two effective pre- title deciders. Pretty emphatic victories to Real Madrid and Bayer Leverkusen. I think. Very much so, and on the surface of it, you would think that that is pretty unassailable from where the losers on the days sit now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think if Girona are able to come back and turn the t- league title race around in Spain, I'd be very surprised. And mm-hmm. Bayern Munich, I think unless they act pretty drastically, this season is looking very dicey, very dicey, particularly after this morning's game. Yes, yes, with uh, Lazio winning 1-0, and, and yes, for those... That are well for everyone's benefit. We're recording on a Thursday night, and mm-hmm. uh, the first four quarterfinal, sorry, first four round of sixteen games have occurred in the champ UEFA Champions League first legs. And yes, Bayern Munich went down to Lazio away. No shots on target, wasn't it? Mm, yep, wasn't a very good game. No, but sort of just marveling at Bayern Munich and they're faltering and this shell of a German giant that we're so used to seeing. Mm, mm. I really, I'm going to go early here. I don't see a way in which Thomas Tuchel keeps his job. I think he's gone by the end of the season. I think he's got to be gone by the end of the week. I don't know about that. If, because if, if Bayern make it, if Bayern get through, then there's no reason to sack him. There yes, isn't. They're out of the Pokal. They're out of the, well, they're not out of the Bundesliga, but given that Bayern Leverkusen have been undefeated, Mm-hmm. It adds a five-point gap, and it's unlikely for them to be a slump. I mean, Bayer Leverkusen are known as a team that throw things away. Oh, uh, Borussia Dortmund. Many times. <laughs> Borussia yes. Dortmund more so. <laughs> yeah, but Leverkusen is a thing. Yeah, well, yes, okay. Yeah, yeah. They, they have a, a history of throwing away league titles, uh, Bayer, but this team looks so good, Leverkusen, and we saw that on the weekend, and it's a shame mm-hmm. that those two matches were scheduled at the exact same time. Mm-hmm. They had to watch one over the other. Yes, it was. Um, yeah. But what was a victory for Leverkusen? I, I but, had to watch Real. Yeah, understandably. Yeah, I had to watch Real <laughs> and then catch up with uh, with Leverkusen uh, by Munich, but yes. Mm, but getting back to the talk about Bayern and Tuchel, does the club back Tuchel to turn it around the second league against Lazio? Well, I don't know if that's a I given. They have to, surely. Mm. They have to. They, they look like a dead team. Yeah. Look, I take your point. Oh, I just don't see it happening. The apparently, whole squad needs a rocket up the backside. Apparently, there are reports that Jose Mourinho is uh, learning German. <laughs> oh, that'd be something. That'd be yes. something. Yes. So, um, look, uh, it's unlikely Susha will see out the season. I don't like talking about that kind of stuff, but the reality is, is it's unlikely um, because we don't see 
I think Bundesliga is effectively done. I think you agree. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Uh, they're out of the poke ball. Mm-hmm. Now, because could win a treble. Yeah, they could. Well. A treble. A treble, yes. Now, <laughs> Not the treble, but not a the treble. treble. <laughs> That's right. Now, with regards to um, the Bundesliga, yeah, oh, I think it's effectively done. But, yeah, I mean, I just don't know who would go to Bayern Munich and to try and pick this up because it's they just look spent in a way. They look spent when you see them play. I don't know if they're devoid of ideas or if they're tired or what the situation is, but yeah, they just don't. Something doesn't look right mm. at Bayern uh, compared to previous seasons. Um, yeah, I, effectively, I think Bayern Leverkusen have, have won it. And right now, as it stands, what we're mid-February and we're calling leagues already. It's ridiculous, really. But Germany, Italy, Spain, France, France mm. are pretty much done. Yeah, pretty much. But I mean. It's not uncommon. We're used to seeing PSG go on a massive run. We used to see Bayern go on a massive run. Juventus throughout the 2010s were home and drive very early doors a lot of the time. Calling leagues early is not a foreign concept, but I think just the way it's shaping up, you're seeing a lot of giants that aren't at the peak of their powers, the likes of Bayern Munich, Borussia Dortmund, Barcelona, the whole host of Serie A clubs who, in theory, could win a Scudetto, but... Seems to be a perfect storm for a lot of the teams who are at the top of the their game at the moment. That they're able to just edge clear of their closest rivals, but then their closest rivals are not that far away from the teams around them in the league. So you've got a lot of teams taking points off each other. Yeah, yeah, you do. But well, I think there are clear favourites in all of those leagues that we've mentioned. Whilst um, if you go across to the English Isles or the British Isles, you don't have that. That was, back to I didn't, I didn't, I, I, that was a slip there. I didn't mean to say English Isles. I meant to say the British Isles. <laughs> Come back to in a few weeks. Yeah, look, it, yeah. it could be just a scenario where Man City have left their run later than usual and, you know, they'll build a head of steam and uh, and claim another league. I think they're still favourites. Look, yeah. Liverpool have got the form on the board. There's no doubt, right? They've got the points on the board. I'm not prepared to change my mind on Man City until late April. Yeah, for mine, it is the form of the other two, Arsenal-Liverpool, whether they can sustain it or not. Because City will uh, win most of the games they got left. They're Arsenal Almost back. all of them. No. I don't think so. No, one spot doesn't a convincing, a a, Two convincing wins, Liverpool, right? That was a good performance. All jokes aside, right? Um, and obviously taking care of West Ham, right? But that being said, um, I'm still not convinced about Arsenal. No, I'm not either. And... Look, two wins, great. I think Liverpool had a really off day. I agree. And particularly two of their best players, Van Dijk and Allison, had probably some of their worst performances in a Liverpool shirt, definitely this season. Yep, I agree. Whether or not that was enforced by Arsenal, I've got my doubts. So mm-hmm. whether you can carry that into the rest of the season and those sorts of games coming up, we'll wait and see. But mm. I'm not sold as of yet. The West Ham game was fantastic. Mm. Yeah, I agree with you there. So it's just a question of whether they can continue this run they're on at the moment. But they have the Champions League to contend with now. Is the squad deep enough? Is Arteta willing to rotate? Well, I think we've got our answer for that, and it's in the negative. Yeah, that's right. Look, we'll find out next week. <laughs> we'll that find we will. out next week. <laughs> wait and see what, we'll wait and see what happens. But, yeah, um, I, I think Man City are well-placed, to be fair. So... Yeah, let's just wait and see what happens with regards to Manchester City in the league. With regards to their performance in Champions League, um, 
in the round of 16, look, good luck to to Manchester City. Copenhagen didn't offer much resistance, I don't think. Well, it's the first game in like two months, Copenhagen. Yeah, and that's a point, yeah. right? And that's a point to note. Look, and I'm not saying that if they were matched up, they would have beaten City. Of course I'm not. But it seems very harsh, the scheduling mm. for them. And that's something that for them to take up with their domestic well, administrators. It's not on your wafer to no, worry about right. the timing for the the Super League. Well, it's something that they um, it's something that they tend that they need to look at because they tend to go with the calendar mm. year in Scandinavia as opposed to the you know to the normal you know autumn, winter, spring, and summer. So yeah, yeah, but they have a league game on this weekend, Copenhagen. Just bring it forward one week, two weeks. You know, I reckon it would have done them the water good. Mm. Most definitely. Most definitely. Maybe they'd be still with a shout going back to the Etihad. In all reality, no. No, no. Right. But, you know, Manchester City are just a robot. Yeah, they are. They're a robot machine that, you know, is curated well enough for it to do what it needs to do when it needs to be done. And that's it, really. Yeah, very much so. We've said a few times now, they're a very good team. You can't deny that whatsoever, but they're not exactly a fun team to watch. They are. Uh, very, I don't know. It's, it's sort of like a fine art versus how you say, how you say sort of thing. How you say boring? No, <laughs> <laughs> we can say it. yes, boring. I would agree. They're boring to watch. Ah, uh, look, like I said, it's more so a they're a very well drilled, very well oiled machine, right? And they execute very well, and that's really what it comes down to. Yeah, it is for some for some people. It may seem boring. It's boring when you have to go 45 minutes without a shot against Everton at home. I understand that. <laughs> but that's on Everton as well. I mean, look, you know, teams are going to try and spoil their rhythm. Yeah. And that was on Everton. And full credit to them up until that point. Yeah, absolutely. But then second half, Haaland comes along and scores his two wonderful goals. And there you go. The second one was pure Haaland at his best. Yeah. Just getting Branthwaite out of the out of the way like he wasn't even there. Mm. Or you mean pure machine. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when he gets going, you can't stop him. No, pure Terminator. Mm, very much so, very much so. Mm, so, yeah. What else is on your mind, Nathan? Where else did you want to uh, take us? Well, since we're talking about the Europe stuff, we should um, mention one of the big stories concerning our two clubs this past week. Oh, okay, Dan Ashworth. Yes. Do we really need to worry and mention? I mean, it's hasn't <laughs> happened yet. It may not happen. but It looks like it's happening. Uh, you would say that being a typical cocky mm. Manchester United supporter, but uh, I can tell you are that. You gonna I, tell me he, are you going to tell me he's rubbish and he's never had no, any impact? No, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> Definitely not. I just think that um, Newcastle United would be very reluctant to let him go. Mm. And yeah. that if there's a way for them to tie him down, they will. I also don't think they would want to keep someone around who doesn't want to be there. Sure, but I suspect that he does want to be there still. Mm, I'm not so sure. He hasn't done what no, but the project that Newcastle United still has layers to go. It's not it's not um done, really. Oh no. It's nowhere near being done. No. So that's why there's uh, still a fair bit of planning and coordination and time required to execute what you know, what Newcastle United's plans are. So yes, it's a great story. Yes, there's traction behind it because, you know, Sir Jim Ratcliffe wants to make sure that he gets the right personnel into place and that's you know full credit to him um you know he's acting obviously independent of the glazers right very much so <laughs> so you know it's it's one of those things do i want dan ashworth to leave newcastle united 
Definitely not. Mm. Does Newcastle United want them to leave? I would suspect that that's the case. I would suspect that definitely not. They don't want him to leave. So it's not a done deal yet. It's not, but I think the... Look, this is going to sound like a fan talking up his team, and it probably is. But it is. You and, you, of... you, you and half the journalists in England who are Manchester United supporters. <laughs> Some, one or two of whom we've had on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, but they're nice people. <laughs> not that you're not, but you know what I mean. Oh, okay. No, that's nice. They, you great, know, great for you to clarify, yeah. No, I had to clarify. <laughs> Let's just put it out there that you are a very nice person, Nathan. Right, I fully appreciate you, but no, you're not so bad yourself. <laughs> thank you, but your choice of team really sucks. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, all jokes aside, there is a bit of positing from the media saying, "Oh, it's a done deal." It's not a done deal yet. It's not a done I deal. I think yet. there's too much smoke here for it not to happen. I think as well that there is a previous previous relationship with Dan Ashworth and Brailsford from the time in England. That's the thing that concerns me the most. Mm. To be honest, that familiarity. Nothing else in the story really affects me aside from that. Um, the call of the club is a big one. There's no doubt. I mean, Manchester United are a big brand and they're a big club. And, and you know, you can't blame Dan Ashworth for going if he does go. I just think that the ownership of Newcastle United, if would if they're in a position to keep him, they will. Mm. Well, from what I've read, there is a fixed compensation fee. And well, built into true. that is a period of gardening leave. That's true. Which, uh, well, I mean, that's true as far as we know. That's what the understanding that we have, yeah. right? Yeah. Really, at the end of the day, the only people that know are Newcastle United and Dan Ashworth. Yeah, for sure. Sure. And I, that period of gardening leave apparently will knock him out for a whole year, which and I so don't it think should. is very, uh, and so it should, yeah. But I don't think that's very appealing to Manchester United. So they may end up paying uh, more than the ticket price to cut that leave by a significant amount to get him in sooner. Well, Manchester United would have him in today if they could. Mm, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, but I'm expecting the story to move pretty quick. There's been a lot of rumours in the background, but it has ramped up a lot this week. So maybe there'll be some significant develops, developments in the next couple of days for us to talk about next week, Laz. Yes, sure. I hope. But I'm, no, <laughs> I don't. Um, I'm hoping that it's just really man U media talking it up. Not the Manchester United media unit, but. Mm the media that covers Manchester United talking it up because they're looking for a story. And United sells like nothing else. Apparently so, Nathan. Apparently so. Mm. Where else shall we go, Les? We can go wherever you like. We can go wherever you like. I mean, there's a few st- few stories here, there, and everywhere. Mm. But um, um, did you have anywhere in particular in mind? I mean, we're going to come to A-League stuff yeah. at some point. Do you want to f- finish on that? Yeah, we can do that. Yeah, have you got any other European... Football news, so this all can be like bundled together. European football news, jeez, um, n- not offhand, not offhand. I know that. Um, look, I've been keeping an eye on on Greece as far as the uh, league situation is concerned. Fans are expected back into uh, stadiums at the end of the month, so the so they have been banned till the end of February. Um, which is remind us, Les, what's well, the ban for? That's for there was an incident back in November of uh, 2023 with regards to a police officer being um, uh, being slain, and that has been attributed to uh, active supporter groups. Um, not sure right now which particular club of the three big Athens clubs um, that's been attributed to, but 
effectively that's um that's where uh, things are at and, and there's been a ban nationwide with regards to supporters turning up to uh, games um which has led to actually when teams have home games the buses being escorted to the grounds by motorbike fighters and all that kind of stuff so a bit of a uh, convoy feel to um teams playing at home which is interesting nonetheless 10-4 good buddy 10-4 10-4 big buddy 10-4 that's right <laughs> convoy yes <laughs> now um interesting to note that Olympiacos are in fourth and it's always interesting to note when Olympiacos are out of the top three yes you say with a big smile on your face absolutely uh <laughs> it looks like that they won't be winning the league again this year again so Maranakis will not be happy and uh sacking galore, I'm sure. Goodness knows what's gonna happen. So there's seven points off. The seven points off first at the moment. Polk is in first, a point ahead of uh Panathinaikos, then a point back to AEK or AEK, but AEK um Athens, and then Olympiakos in fourth on forty-four points, and Artis on thirty-five points in in fifth. So that's your top five there, but um, very, very interesting indeed. Very interesting. Very much so. Very much so. Italy's been interesting as well. Yeah, it has. You know. It has. Inter are sort of running away with it now, mm. particularly with the uh, Derby d'Italia win last Correct. week. Yes. Jeez, I forgot that was on for a, for a minute. Mm. You know, It was but... on the same night, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So, indeed. Indeed. But... Um, yeah, look, I mean, you're right. It's been a bit of a quiet week as far as news and, you know, in football is concerned. I mean, a lot of the stories have emanated, which we've covered off from uh, the AFC Asian Cup and uh, the fallout of AFCON as well. Mm. But now that the cha- the European competi- club competitions are back, uh, we should start seeing um, some storylines coming through and some interesting uh, matches nonetheless. Mate, really, the, to be honest, the only interesting league right now, aside from Greece, and actually, funnily enough, is the Dutch league. That's quite interesting. It is, yeah. Right? They've been keeping a keen eye on that. Mm. And we didn't mention that Jordan Henderson, I mean, it's old news now, effectively. It is old news. Yep. Jordan Henderson has joined Ajax, <laughs> which is in, and in, incredible. If he hasn't already, but he's about to pick up the armband as well. Jeez, he moves quick, doesn't he? Yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and the fact that he's actually been the most popular shirt mm. sold is an intriguing one. That it is. That yeah, it is. It's an well, it's one. rare for Ajax to sign a, a high-profile player. Well, yeah, days. normally they develop them rather than yeah. sign them, don't they? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Yep. Yep. So I think that might have something to do with it. Mm. Yeah. But He's been the, well received, though, from what I can see. He has, yeah. Very much so, he yeah. has. And I think partly for the same reason that he is an established player who's come across. He's not someone you would associate or a type of player you would associate moving to Dutch football. Usually players, if they're staying in Europe, that are leaving big clubs or, I mean, if you skip over his Saudi Arabian trip, they usually go to Italy or Turkey as the more frequent destinations yeah. for, for big Premier League stars moving away. And Turkey, let's be honest, it's only the, one of the big three. Yeah. Right, it's yeah. it's not Michigan another yeah. And, yeah, and yeah, yeah. It's either one of those three. So mm. yeah, um, look, but the, the European race in Holland is pretty interesting because you got Wendo, yeah. um, you've got Feyenoord, mm. your Ajax are recovering nicely after their disastrous start yeah. to the season. Yeah, 
And yeah, it's a, it looks like a good race to the end. Shame we can't watch it here on Australian TV. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge for everyone <laughs> listening. <laughs> Somebody um, by the rights. <laughs> maybe the zone will. Who knows? Maybe the zone will. Uh, but you've got a title race in Scotland, which is interesting. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it's very interesting. Um, and a title race in England. So, mm. you know, there are four leagues that you're keeping, you know, that you should be keeping a keen eye on. Indeed, indeed. And England and Greece being drawn together in uh, the Nations League. Oof. Yeah, Did you not see England that? got relegated. Yeah. That's right. So that's correct. <laughs> so in the League B, I think it's mm. group number two, you've got England, Ireland, Greece, and Finland. Yeah, Laz, I'm sorry, but England, Ireland is going to take uh, precedent pre- 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 uh, in the story here. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. But England, I mean, Ireland will be playing a competitive game again. It's under- it's understandable. Mm. It's understandable, but um, they can discount Greece at their peril. <laughs> I, think Greeks, I think Greece make the Euro, actually. Yeah, I mean, now. yeah. Like, as I'm looking at it, I'm just quietly confident that I think that uh, out of that path, Greece makes the uh, the Euro. you got a one-off game against Kazakhstan. And the and winner against who's on the other side? Georgia and Luxembourg. Oh, yeah, surely. I mean, you don't want to take it for granted, but I would only see it as a failure if yeah. Greece don't make it. Kazakhstan at home. I mean, that won't be easy, but I think... Um, mm. You know, Greece should be up for that and should win that. Yeah. So, Laz, I want to talk about one big story that came out this week. Where from? Oh, I don't know where it came from. Which part, of the, which part of the world? I think it sort of broke in England, but it, it comes from Switzerland and FIFA and IFAB. Okay. Oh, not oh, the blue card bullshit. Yes, the blue card no. bullshit. <laughs> no. I mean, I play with it effectively. Just there's not mm. a blue card that's issued. Mm. It's it's a the referee will tell you that hey you know you'll flash the yellow card and and says okay but you've got a simbin mm. right so I think it's okay for the park level football right not at the elite level I'm sorry it will not work it won't work it shouldn't work. and I'm glad Postacoglu actually said the things that he did actually mm. the comments and that he made right. were great they're a hundred they're a hundred percent right because. Of of course, a team is just going to park the bus for ten minutes until they get their player back. Especially if it happens to be a goalkeeper who gets a blue card. Yeah, I don't which like is it. a funny quirk of it. <laughs> that's right. I, I don't like it. I, I don't no. like it. There's nothing wrong with the game, as far as that's concerned. What you need to do is get harder with the usage of the cards. So, if there's play descent, flash a red. If it's a red card offence, flash it. Don't just use your discretion and go, "Hey, said mate, that's it. Thanks for coming. You're off." Right. Send use the cards, send them off. It'll you'll eradicate it within the space of a month. Hundred percent, hundred percent. We've said this a few times, and we've brought it up on British Football Watch a few times as well. But the players surrounding the referees, the players back chatting, just get the yellow card out. And just and as soon it, as they have, a, yeah, as soon as they have another go at you because you've brandished the yellow, go again. Yeah, and get, get rid them of off. Them. Yeah, hundred percent. It will stop overnight within the space of a month. You would have cleaned yeah. the game, like you would have taken care of that. But and there's I, a, a nice little uh, symmetry with it as to the the FFP in the in the Premier League. Right? All the Premier League, all the like in the effect it would have. Right. All the Premier League clubs look at FFP and go, ah, mm. yeah, we don't really have yeah. to worry about it. Take it's not point. that big a deal. It's got no teeth. All of a sudden, Everton get a ten point deduction. The rest of the Premier League is like, oh shit, mm. we might get done in here. And that's why you didn't see any money being spent in January because all yeah. the clubs have gone up, like stood up a bit and gone, oof, okay, we better watch ourselves now. The same thing would happen for players on the pitch. I agree with you. 
I agree with you. Look, we've been saying it, you know, at the risk of sounding like uh, broken records or old fuddy-duddies, in particular in my case. Um, <laughs> I'm glad you so, said it. More so than you. Well, um, <laughs> we're not going to lie. But people that listen to us regularly know that you're much younger than me, right? Um, you stole my thunder, list. Well, you know, hey, uh, <laughs> like I said, no, no need for us to lie. But, yeah, Nathan, it, it's, it's a situation where – the referees have just got to show some metal and just go, right, bang, mm-hmm. yellow. Yep, you're going to go again. Hand goes back to the pocket, pull it out, give them a second yellow, off. Then the next jerk that the, decides to do it, straight away yellow. As soon as they start crowding around a referee, if the referee is just going to go, right, yellow for you, yellow for you, yellow for you, it'll stop. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's how, that's my thoughts on it. Yeah, we're on the same page here. And look, I think most people are. Like, I think so. So why don't the referees and and PGMOL in, in the UK just get together and start doing it? Why P, are they P, still hesitant? P, PGML, uh, PGMOL need to justify their own existence. <laughs> they do. They do. That's why, Nathan. Long and short of it, really. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they've – and IFAB for that matter as well. And IFAB for that matter as well. Yeah, um, I, I'm very much in that ballpark. I think uh, some people at IFAB are – too busy trying to justify their salaries and come on up with some strange proposals for the game, like this blue card garbage. So, yeah, I agree. I've got a couple of stories that have come from around the world. If we can cool. just, you know. There's a nice digress. Western Sydney segue here. I'm talking about referee respect and, and all that, but uh, we'll, uh, let, we'll let's hold get that, that off for the that, back a, end of the Right. <laughs> so, um, those of you who happen to listen to the AFCON coverage, uh, would have heard our thank discussion. You, yes, thank you very much. <laughs> Absolutely, yes, and likewise the AFC Asian Cup coverage. Um, there, I just want to bring to your attention. There's a story on the Athletic FC's um, Instagram page with regards to Cape Verde and how they got 25 players from 25 clubs across 18 countries building their squad via LinkedIn. The modern and, world, huh? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's insane. And Omar Lachine actually mentioned, you know, Egypt can't even get this part right. But you know, it was um, it was a very you know salient point. Yeah, and modern squad building. You've got Cape Verde's LinkedIn. You've got Graham Arnold's Ancestry dot com. Yeah, <laughs> indeed, indeed, <laughs> indeed, indeed. Um, so there is a film that's about to hit cinemas. Um, Gee, they filmed the Ivory Coast thing pretty quick, didn't they? Yeah, it wasn't that one. But it's actually nah. about a – did you – have you heard about the forgotten 1971 Women's World Cup? I have not. Well, a, Copper 71 is a documentary film produced by, um, the you know, Venus and Serena Williams, funny enough, um, alongside uh, Alex Morgan. Oh, okay. And Mexico hosted – in 1971, they hosted an official Women's World Cup. An unofficial Women's World Cup, I should say. Tournament was set up by the uh, the Federation of Independent European Female Football twenty years before the first World World Cup. So, this World Cup featured Mexico, Denmark, England, France, Italy, and Argentina. Now, listen to this. It boasted draw dropping spectatorship numbers. Eighty thousand people watched the group match between Mexico and England. Oh wow. Yep. Over 110,000 fans packed into the Azteca to witness Denmark defeat Mexico in the final. Why don't people know the story? Yeah, I don't know. I didn't know anything about it. 
so yes another story and um yeah it's just a weird one isn't it that mm. because is it recognized by fifa no no it's unofficial right but there should be something like that to recognize it or a tip of the hat to it there should and i think fifa typically do a decent job of that because you consider some of the early men's world cups and sure. in europe some of the early european competitions as they still get recognized as initial runnings of now the World Cup and the Champions League. Yep, yep. So extend the same courtesy then, I suppose. Yeah, fair enough. Oh, look, like I said, I think they should dip the hat to it for sure. But there's another story, Nathan. Uh, this time, the Men's World Cup 1970 in Mexico. Okay. Mm-hmm. Pele was paid 120000 US dollars to tie his shoelace wow. in the 1970 World Cup. So listen to this. And this is a, an iconic World Cup, right? Oh, it is, yeah. Yeah, Puma requested um, Pele to tie his laces before kickoff so the boots were caught on camera. How good is that? Would you get final, away with that now? Yeah, oh, I'm not sure. Before the final, Pele asked officials for a moment to tie his shoes before the game commenced. The whole world watched him tie his Puma boots. His influence increased their boot sales by 300%, giving Puma a record financial year. Only 300%? Thought yep. be more. <laughs> <laughs> The other thing was, I don't know if this is um, being updated, but this happened last week and we didn't get a chance to talk about it in the mainline pod. The vocal, which we referred to during this episode already. Mm, yes. The match between Saarbrücken and Borussia uh, Mönchengladbach. Oh, yeah, rainstorm. <laughs> Man, I'll tell you what, I have seen some waterlog pictures, but that is just ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, uh, that wasn't grass anymore. It was some... A bit of grass in a river. Yeah. So that was um, that was one of uh, note. Uh, I don't know if um, they've played it since, but I don't think it's. I think it's about to be rescheduled, if I'm not mistaken. But um, the story of Saarbrücken looks like uh, it's continuing till this tie takes place. It lives on. It does live on. It does live on. They've rescheduled it for the 13th of March. Okay. Which there we go. Is a whole month away, lads. Yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised I couldn't find a date closer. Oh, well, the scheduling of uh, football, Nathan, is mm. one that mystifies a lot of people sometimes. There's two more things that I'd like to cover off. Sure. Now, if I mention The Undertaker. <laughs> yes, I had this on my list as well. What image does does it conjure up in your mind? <laughs> I mean, look, I don't mind a bit of professional wrestling stuff you know i don't mind it we don't normally talk about mm. it on here but it's hard not to talk about this one right considering that the undertaker hasn't wrestled the rest of like three years either or four <laughs> years or whatever it is but for there's only one entity that could bring him back uh, the saudi the arabian uh, football competitions yes correct correct um yeah, it was just in, uh, and for those who haven't seen it it's just insane <laughs> it's just insane it really is Right. Um, so the Undertaker makes an appearance at the commencement of the Riyadh season final. So Riyadh season is a huge uh, month in Saudi Arabia. Obviously, it's a cultural sporting event, and uh, there are events around that. And there was a this is a football tournament that was played, and Inter Miami was involved in it, <laughs> <laughs> and duly got their asses handed to them. Yes. But um, the final was played between Al-Halal and Al-Nasser. And it's interesting, there's a photo of uh, Cristiano Ronaldo just enjoying the spectacle of The Undertaker lifting the trophy in order to place it down before kickoff. 
And like, you know, what has this sport come to, Laz? I, I just haven't seen enough of the video. <laughs> I, I just want to see if they actually played the Undertaker's theme song. They must have, surely. I, I think they did, yeah. Like with the with the bells, you know. Yep. And that oh, eerie, it'd be, it'd be and so that eerie, awkward if he was just walking out without any music. And that eerie music, right? They do like one of the old WrestleMania entrances where it all goes dark and they bring out yeah, some that's right. guys with like hoods on and a flaming torch. Like, Well, that's what they've done. So they must have played his, you know. Yeah. His um, theme, which um, I have to give you have to give it to WWE. They they know what they what they're doing with regards oh, yeah. to um, ring entries and and that kind of stuff. So, um, look aside from the drama that surrounding the former chairman of the WWE, right? Yeah, less said about that, the better. <laughs> yep, but um, uh, I did some reading on that that I uh, wish I didn't. Yeah, yeah, I bet. But the form, you know, the creativity that goes into that kind of stuff is just incredible, and the fact that I would you knew you would never have thought of seeing a wrestling entry into a football match like that, and to see the Undertaker do that is just uh, pretty cool. Very much so. Very much so. There's a couple of gags around that saying the Undertaker's lifted more trophies up than Spurs has. <laughs> they got a point. Yeah, they do. They do. They do. Yep. They got a point, but yes, there you go. I mean, I've heard of some pole driving shots from the edge of the yard, eighteen yard box. But, <laughs> That's uh, a very good yeah. pun. That's a very good pun. <laughs> Tombstone pole drivers on another level, isn't it? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That's true. Um, but uh, yes, it's it's just a fascinating mix to see that um, to see that happen. But there you go. There you go. There you go. Indeed. So the world of professional wrestling enters the world of professional football. All you need now is WWE to own a team. Yeah, yeah I mean, hey, uh, they love money. You they love getting them. involved in uh, different markets, expanding their, their empire. Well, that's right. Well, that's correct. Um, but yes, anyway, we digress. You could go on to a different tangent there altogether. And yes, let's not. Let's just keep, mm. you know, I think that's enough of the uh, wrestling football integration. Otherwise, we'll. I mean, it. I wouldn't mind seeing Triple H up front for a football club. Um, as a chairman of a of a football club, perhaps. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, but you got to, but you could see the Rock owning an op an, an opposing club in the same league. Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, the old Jeez, WCW hasn't, thing <laughs> hasn't he created some um, some noise? Mm. He's going back to sports entertainment. But yes, there you go. Very much so. Very much so. Last, which WWE finisher has the best utilization on a football pitch? Oh, geez, I never thought I'd be asked that question. Hmm. Hmm. <sighs> Has to be a spear. <laughs> uh, your centre back just, uh, yeah, goes and spears the opposing striker. Yep. Correct. Yep. Correct. How about or the, a. Or, or the keeper. Yep. True. Right. How about a, a sweet chin music volley? Well, that's a good one. That's a good one. There's so many. There's so many you could choose. <laughs> <laughs> there are so many you could choose. It, it's, it's in, you know, it's insane. Um, well, when Randy Orton was doing the uh, the old punt thing, that'd be pretty one to one. Forgot about that. Yes, there yeah. you go. We used to um, kick people in the temple. Yep. Um, I could see um, Ari Maguire doing a stunner on someone. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yep, I can see that. Mm. So it'd be interesting to see which play would you see doing a move. Mm. You know, um, like Virgil Van Dyke, maybe the chokehold. Yep. Yeah, that's a good one. Mm. You know. Um, 
Yeah, there's some interesting ones. There's some interesting or, ones. Well, Kevin Musk is doing a drop kick. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, less said on that one, the better. <laughs> uh, wasn't wasn't too keen on Kevin Musket the player, but I don't mind Kevin Musket the coach. I don't know what happened. <laughs> yeah, night and day, isn't it? Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? It's insane. It's insane. But um, there you go. There you go. It's good to have that kind of uh, crossover between wrestling and and football. Yeah, why not? Why not? There you go. There you go. Um, there was one more thing I was going to say. Go on. And I just need to find it, so bear with us. I've noticed that there's a record women's transfer. Mm, yes. Which I suspect you may have wanted to cover that over. And we should say that it was the amount that the transfer is actually worth is only 700, and when I say only, comparatively to men's football, right? 787,000 US dollars. Pennies, isn't it? Yeah, it's crazy. It's insane, isn't it? Yeah, Mara Ramirez going to Chelsea. Correct. As a um, bit of a uh, Sam Kerr replacement in the immediate. Just on that, talking about mm. Chelsea, I've noticed that, um, it's reported today actually, that Chelsea, uh, the women's side, are after Olympic Leon's coach. Yeah, Bom- Bompastor. Yes, correct. I mean, it seems, I don't know. I don't know if I really rate the move. Why is that? Leon. Leon are a great club, but. Bombasa hasn't been there that long. Right. And I don't know, are they quite as good as they were before with the previous manager? I don't know. I think there's maybe one or two options that are probably a better fit for Chelsea. Like who? Name names, Nathan. Oh, I have one. I've lost it. Oh, who was it? Casey Stoney. I'm talking about Casey Stoney. Right, yes. I think Casey Stoney's a better fit for Chelsea. Why is that? Just because former Chelsea links, knows the WSL, and was doing wonderful things with Manchester United's women's team before everything with the Glazers happened and all that. Um, but I think that'd be a better fit. That's fair enough. That's fair but enough. But Les, more okay. on the WSL. Yes. Big games this weekend. There are, aren't they? There We've got Chelsea, Man City. Mm. And we've got Arsenal, Man United. Yeah. I'd argue the uh, the WSL offers better fixtures than the Premier League this weekend. You're right there. <laughs> You're right there. <laughs> well, they need to because it's Women's International uh, break next week. It is, yes. And uh, the Matildas will be playing against Indeed. Uzbekistan. A couple and, of big games. Yes. And um, there's an inclusion in the Matildas side, which I think you'll be happy about, Nathan. There is indeed. I mean, I'm not happy about how it came about. No, sure. With Courtney Vine stepping away for personal reasons. Mm. And we hope everything's okay with Courtney. Indeed. And just a short-term thing. But um, Sophie Harding into the Matilda score for the first time and thoroughly deserved. I agree with you. And congratulations to her for earning the call-up because she has had a good season in the A-League women's. Very much so. And a late bloomer by current A-League women's standards where you see a lot of 16, 17, 18-year-olds playing a lot of minutes. Sophie Harding, who's a little bit more uh, experienced in the age uh, bracket, but really having a great season. Up the top of the golden boot charts. Yeah. And I think this squad on the whole for the Matildas is uh, really pretty exciting. The fact that you've had, I mean, uh, Chloe Legazzo is having a great season at Western United, right? Mm. And the fact that she's been able to earn a call up again is testament to her um, fortitude, actually, and, and well done to her as well, right? So, Deserving yeah, to. yes, yeah. So it's it's been good to see. It's been good to see. 
and but, Michelle Heyman too. We yes, yeah, we mentioned Michelle. We mentioned last. on the last main line that uh, that was the the rumblings that Michelle was going to be in the squad because it hadn't been announced when we last recorded a main line. But great story, sort of a Matilda's renaissance, a career renaissance. This season's been absolutely wonderful, and what another two goals on the weekend over in Perth. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's true. And good luck to her. Like, because we did mention that she's had a good season without the support from her Canberra teammates. Just well, so much as far. Well, they have, but not in, in a defensive Canberra's, sense. In a defensive mm. sense, yeah. Canberra's, Canberra aren't highly r- ranked on the table, are they? They're not highly no. placed on the table. So no. they have had a bit of a struggle defensively, in particular this season. You're right to mention that. But I think that um, Heyman has had a great season uh, up front for Canberra. Yeah, but uh, it'll be interesting now that Sophia Hart, that um, Sophie Harding's actually gone in there now to see who of the two will actually start if they will start. I assume they will. Mm. Does Harding jump in front of Heyman in the pecking order? I don't think so. Okay. If that was the case, then Sophie would have been in the initial announcement. Sure. Maybe in the days leading up to it, there'll be something that's been shown in training that might adjust the order. Mm. But I would think Michelle Heyman will jump ahead of Sophie Harding just for the time being as we sit right now. So does Harding go on to the right in effect or so like to replace Courtney Vine or Rasso has got that spot pretty much nailed down? I think so. We think Fowler will end up playing 10. Yeah, maybe Fowler 9. Who would play 10? Van Egmond. Yep, okay. Why not Chids? Seriously. Anyway. Yeah, I mean... Uh, You know... (laughs) I think for this squad, the answer is because Chids is only just getting back to playing regular minutes. But throughout the last, what, 18 months, Chids has been hard, she, hard done by with yeah, Matilda's minutes. And, that's right. And she needs to play. Mm. I, I think she deserves her spot. Yeah. Um, as a, as a as an outright 10, because her creativity is great. I mean, oh, it no, is. no disrespect to Van Egmont, right? She's been a great servant of the game. But I think Chids offers a bit more game-breaking capability, if I can put it that way. That's what you need against Uzbekistan. Oh, I think so. I think so. Look, um, I don't really expect it to be really close. I think the Matilda should win the tie fairly comfortably. It'd be a surprise if they don't. Oh, but I think I think um, you can say goodbye to um, Tony G if they don't yeah. qualify. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. It should be pretty comprehensive too. Mm. In an yeah, ideal world, a four 0 win and on aggregate will be suffice for me. I think. Yeah, I'll I'll yeah. take that. And and think that that's what it should be, mm. yeah, you know, yeah. But that's in uh, ten days' time or a week's time. Correct. Is Correct. The, the the first game. But I suspect you want to talk more A League, Nathan. I do. I do. I've got a story for you though. Go on. With regards to that, I read the other. Um, actually, it was earlier today. Chief mm. at Wellington. Um, he had decided just before being offered the job of Wellington Phoenix, that he would go back to finish his uh, bar, uh, his bar exam so he could be, go and practice law publicly. Um, but uh, obviously, fate played its hand and he ended up at Wellington Phoenix. And, and what a wonderful season he's having. Had an amazing, yeah, he's had an amazing season there. Wouldn't it be incredible, just on Wellington as a whole, that, and you'll hate me for bringing it up again, but we ditched the grand final deals and the first grand final after Sydney is over in Wellington. Why would you say that? <laughs> Why would you say that? Look, because if Wellington, it's a lot, if, yeah. But if Wellington earned the right to host the grand final, good luck. Yeah. Absolutely. 100%. 100%. Correct. That's no issue. 100%. Yeah. 
is that 100%. The, is that the angle that you're coming from? I'm saying it would be a travesty. They hosted anyway. This grand final was to be in Sydney. Oh, I agree. I agree. Mm. Look, the highest placed team that plays, in the, you know, that qualifies a grand final should be hosting it. It's that simple. Simple as, and it'd be amazing. We're yet to see a grand final hosted in New Zealand. There's been one in every major Australian market. I'm thinking about as that. You look at, as you look at me quizzically. Okay. The only A-League team to not have hosted a grand final in their typical city is the Mariners. What about Perth Glory? No, there was one over in Perth. A grand final? Yeah, it was an the stadium. And an A-League grand the, final? Yeah, the penalty shootout. Brennan Santel had missed the, uh, the important oh, one. Oh, jeez. Yes, of course. Yes. Shit, I forgot about that. And there was a bit of a VAR. Yes. Misnomer. Yes. Mm. Yes. Shit, I forgot mm. about that completely. It wasn't even that long ago. <laughs> well, yeah, now that you're saying it, but I thought, hang on, I just went blank for a second. I thought, hang on, mm. Perth did host an NSL Grand Final uh, at at Subiaco, which is, mm. you know, now Optus. Like, no, it? it's not. It's no. Not, it's a different, I thought it was. Yep. I thought they redeveloped Subiaco for that. The Wacker is different to Optus, I yeah. know that. Yep. But, um, Perth yeah, has got a, a, whole, a host of stadiums nowadays. Well, they still got Subiaco there. I think Subiaco still exists. Oh, okay. Well, we stand to be corrected. Mm. Um, but yes. Okay. Because the Wacker still hanging around. Of course, you got the Wacker still hanging around for. Yep. Yeah, that's Sheffield right. Shield. Correct. Mm. Correct. But um, nonetheless, okay. And they're hosting uh, WWE events. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Full circle. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Or should I say uh, squared circle? Uh, yes. They're hosting a, a <laughs> what WWE call a, well, we call a pay-per-view, but yes. Mm. A premium. Elimination chamber, huh? Yes. There you go. Mm. Anyhow, enough of the wrestling chat. Um, <laughs> that being said, the, yeah, I was, was remembering the NSL grand final that they hosted. Mm. But um, oh, I was struggling to think of the A-League grand final that they did host. But yes, there you go. You're right. Yeah. You mentioned Santa Lab and that was it. Yep. Yep. Unfortunately for him. <laughs> yes. Yes. Correct. Um, but yes, we've had one in Brisbane, of course. The Yeah, we have. Yep. We've had one at Newcastle, which Adelaide uh, probably should talk about the Newcastle one a bit, little bit less because uh, that was marred by their uh, disaster. Oh, yeah. God. Yes, that was a terrible one, that one. Oh, yeah. Mm. That Newcastle team was so good, too, with Naboot and Petrasos. Yeah, deserved to win it. Yeah, they did. They did. Mm. Um, obviously, Sydney. Obviously, the Wanderers in Sydney. Melbourne clubs. Adelaide. Western United. Um, they, they didn't have a way team when Western United won it. Yeah, I think they, they, they would have been because City were mm. on a Premier's plate. That's run. right. That's right. Mm. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. That was... Two grand finals ago. Yes. So, Wellington Phoenix are the only side that hasn't hosted a grand final. Is that what we're saying? Wellington, as a city, is the only city that hasn't hosted a grand final. Right. In the A-League. In the A-League. And Gosford, if you count Gosford. Because we haven't had a grand final at Gosford. No, that's true. But if you ever have Central Coast Mariners versus Western United in the grand final, I think it's... Put it, it at Gosford, yeah. Yeah, you put it, <laughs> put it at Gosford, that's right. Mm. Or MacArthur well, for that matter. Yeah, have it at Campbelltown. Uh, dear. <laughs> yeah, they might get 10K to one. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. But, uh, no, but yes. Chiefy and the Phoenix are having a wonderful season. Oh. Big win for them on the weekend. And we should mention the uh, the kit debacle on Saturday. <laughs> yes. Yes, we should. What a wonderful day in A-League Saturday was. 
Yeah. And keep up it I think keep up. I think that was the day that they announced that keep up would be um ending its service as well. Mm, I think so. Jeez. What a day. What a day So indeed. you've got West United rocking up with just their black kit, going against what they've been told. Mm. So Wellington have got to send the kit man up the road back to HQ to pick up the yellow kits. Game gets delayed by half an hour. And they can't find a kit for Krayev, so he's got to wear 49. Yes, correct. <laughs> Why are Wellington so insistent on playing in the black kit? I know it's a nicer kit than the yellow one, but is there a way kit? Yeah, look, you, you've, you've got a point. You've got a point. It, they should be if the yellow is their nominated home kit. That, that's what they should be wearing. Mm. But they wore the black kit on Waitangi Day, and they wanted to wear the black kit against West United. But they should be wearing the yellow kit, if you ask me. I agree. It's their home kit. They should, that's what they should be mm. wearing. A hundred percent. Completely. But that's also on the Saturday. We had uh, Sydney FC women's team rocking up at the wrong venue down in Melbourne. Yes, that was bizarre. <laughs> Far out, man. <laughs> what you're right. What a cracking day of A League, wasn't it? Well, we had Brisbane putting five past City. Which nobody saw that coming. No, no one saw Especially that. Especially with with Zadkovich being the head coach at the moment. Mm, yeah. Or step in, you know, step in head coach. Well, the talk is that Ben Khan won't be coming back. That's a rumor. Oh, really? Oh, because okay. Because I understood he was unwell. Yeah, that, and that, that's that why was Ruben, the that's yeah. that, that's the official party line. Ooh. But the rumors are kicking around, and they are just rumors. But uh, Ben Khan uh, won't be back at at the Raw, which would be a shame. That is a shame. That mm. is a shame. Um, yeah. But yeah, we had five one in that game. Sort of, they were trying to avenge the the eight goals they conceded down in Melbourne. Sure. <laughs> right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Oh, uh, what else do we have on Saturday? Pat Woods shocker. Yeah. Which has gone around the world. Hard not to. Yeah, it's That's quite possibly the worst it, miss I've ever it's, seen. It's inexcusable. <laughs> Why is it he re- gone with the right foot? I don't know. All he had to do was hit it with the left. Like, how bad does he think his left in, foot is? In step of the left. Just yeah. tap it in. Tap it in, as Happy Gilmore yeah. would say. Tap yeah. it in. <laughs> tap, tap, tap it in. That's it. <laughs> yeah, that's all they had to do. And now, unfortunately, right. he's picked up an injury, Pat Wood, and he's out for... Oh, oh, oh well, three months. I think I saw. I feel for him then, if that's the case. I don't know what the yeah. injury is, but I was unaware that he picked up an injury. But geez, uh, no, it's he, not a hurt ego. Yeah, he probably needs a little bit of time off though for that. <laughs> Honestly, it, it's oh, he'll, he'll come back. He'll come back. You know, bigger and better. But yes, that was. But not lucky Sydney were three 0 up. Well, yeah, but that's immaterial, right? You don't miss that. Yeah. Yeah, I know, but it would have been so much worse if they were one goal down. Like or, Vukovic or wasn't Vukovic wasn't anywhere near it. No, and he's done well to get to that point sure. to force that error from sure. Booker. Correct, correct. So anyway, but I have a feeling that you want to talk about the red and black. Yeah, I want to talk about that and and the um, the Bulls. Oh yeah, oh yeah, Bulls ending the uh, the undefeated streak of the victory. The streak is over. There's another WWE oh, no. reference for you. No. <laughs> I was just mentioning, like we just mentioned, uh, Happy Gilmore. Mm, yep. Chubbs passed away. <laughs> oh, Carl Weathers. Oh, right. Oh no. Yeah. It's um. Yes. Anyway, for those who have watched Happy Gilmore, you know who we're talking about, and Rocky movies, of course. But there you mm. go. But uh, that was um, my favorite favorite character, Chubbs. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> the fake arm. Um, um, Anyhow, but, we digress. Yeah, if yes, it's a bit like the, that, it's a bit loose tonight. <laughs> it's a bit all over the place, but that's all right. Mm. Um, but yeah, the victory ending their uh, unbeaten run, the streak is over. I, I 
don't particularly want to refer to MacArthur as the uh, the Brock Lesnar of A League, but uh, no, even, please not, well, not right now. No, I will that's, not do that. Th- no, <laughs> if it was two months ago, maybe I would have. But maybe um, that's right. But yeah, victory just uh, out of hands, out of uh, out of ideas. Seems that way, doesn't it? Yeah. I don't, and, I, look, I, I, look, I still maintain the Wanderers win it. Oh. Nine men, right? Look, look, and and they're building this env- environment where. It's us against the rest of the world because the rest of the it's world has got It's not working, it but it's will. not working. It will. It's, it's not working. To. They keep getting red cards. Well, now they need to check it in. Like now they need to keep it in check, right? Because now it's just down to the matter of just playing football and going, hey, playing football with an attitude. But they have to maintain their discipline from now not on. Discipline. I get, look, I grant you I'm your sorry, point. I'm sorry, right? No, I grant you your point. But now everything has been said that that has needed to be said, right? I so would now, say some things were said that did not need to be said by some individuals too. Okay. Are we talking about the chairman in particular? We are. We are. Okay. All right. We'll talk about that in a minute. Mm. Um, what uh, Marco Rudan has done is lay the foundations of a us versus the rest of the world mentality or the world is against us. Well, he's done that. That's he what he's trying to that. do. Well, he has done that in effect, right? Now, will that work? I can see that it can work with this club and this team, right? doesn't make it morally right or anything like that. If it's a question of morals or ethics, well, that's a different question altogether, right? Mm. The we coach know the is, answer to that. The coach is, yeah, but okay, the coach is trying to get a note out of his team, right? And they're fighters. They're He's getting a bung note at the moment. But, yeah, but it's not over, Nathan. Forget the premiership. It's not. Yeah, he, that's he, over. That, the premiership is over, but and that was not his goal. Oh, of course. Right? The goal is the toilet seat. Jeez, they're words that you never want to hear. Like, you wouldn't think of saying. The, the goal but, is uh, the toilets. I mean, that's a phrase that comes out very late on a Friday or Saturday night, I think. My goal is the <laughs> toilet seat. Depends on how much you've had to drink. Oh, <laughs> uh, dear. Oh, dear. Only in Australian sport can you call a trophy the toilet seat. Honestly. Hey, it's it's amazing. I love the early. I love it so much. And Yeah, and look, it, the fact it, that... yeah. Fans take toilet seats. <laughs> right? It's just insane. It really is. It's but so gotta, fun, this competition. You, you gotta love it. You gotta love it. Hey, and I saw today they put out a graphic. A League's got most goals per game out of any league in the world this season. Said, well, there's been a hat full of goals. There has. It's most anywhere, but Ooh, find me a league with more goals, you can't do it. Well, there you go. Per game. Mm. More, more per goals game. per game, yeah. yeah. Yes. I believe that. Yeah. Mm. Normally, like, championships always up there. Bundesliga is always up there. But uh, no, no one can top the A-League so far this season per mm. game. No, that's but true. Getting back on point, Laz. Yes, we should. Respect for referees is something that you bring up all the time. Yes. The scenes that we saw on Sunday afternoon, disgraceful. Can't disagree with you. From what Rudin's been doing the last two weeks, I don't know he's trying to do that with his players, but I think it's very dangerous the game he's playing with a holistic sense of football. Because respect for referees is already in the gutter. And to go on a tirade and going on about conspiracies and all this. Come on, that's great. Very box o- that's box office. Yeah, it's great. It, and look, funny. he admits it himself. He's admitted it himself. He said, look, you know, we've got to have a bit of character in this league. We've got to, I'll give you something to write about. I'll give you this. He knows full well what he's doing. Mm. Um, the key to it is, is how genuine and how authentic that is. And there is a level of authenticity behind it. I'm not saying he's right. Mm. I'm not saying he's wrong either. I just think that it comes from a genuine place. Oh, yeah. 
Because um, he knows how to engender that and go, right, it's us again. It's the rest of the world. The rest of the world does not want to see us succeed. You're Western Sydney. Cool. You're not supposed to succeed. Well, we need to shove it to, you know, show it a different side to ourselves and shove it to them. Shove it to the man. Please. Please. <laughs> Fix up and start playing football. How about that? It's a joke. It's a joke. This whole thing's a joke. From the chairman down? And, yes, chairman down. Fish rot yep. from the top, don't they? Apparently so. I've never and, had a rotten fish. Uh, neither have I, but uh, that, that, that's but what so the saying so, is, isn't it? So the saying goes, so I'll take their mm. word for it. What we saw Sunday afternoon is something that I thought we didn't see in this country, something that we've seen this season over in Turkey. Yeah, sure. It reminded me of that big time. Yeah. No, that's fair. That's fair. That's and fair. It's, so much so that, sorry to say, so much so that Football Australia issued that statement. They were right to. Yeah, in support of uh, referees. Yeah, and if Paul Lederer wants to come out and think that there's some conspiracy against the Wanderers, some APL conspiracy, he was on the board not that long ago. So don't give me that. Don't give me that. And look, this club, maybe they're galvanising and going on to big things in the latter stage of the season. Yep. Maybe they'll all go down the toilet and just he get said, past the toilet seat. He says with a smile on his face. I, um, yeah, look, it, it's a hard one to say as far as why this tactic is being deployed. I think there's two reasons. One is that Marco's protecting his players, and I get that, right? But also he's got some kind of expectation of his players, needless to say. How about not so, getting sent off? Well, that's a good start. Because they had nothing to complain about on Sunday's game. Nothing. Yorick Hendricks' red card was a red card. Yep. Tate Russell's second yellow may be a bit harsh, but he should have been sent off earlier in the game. Yes. That was a moot point. Yes. I don't think the Wanderers were hard done by in the slightest. I don't think... Look, I don't think they were hard done by myself. Um, others may choose to disagree, but I don't think they were. I agree with you there. I agree with you there. I can see that point. So, look, we all have seen the Football Australia statement come out this week. We are awaiting the uh, conclusion of these hearings or trials or whatever the right word is surrounding Rudin's comments and he'll get some sort of sanction, be it a fine, be it a stadium ban, whatever it turns out to be. I think they ha they have to come down hard on it. They have to come down on the hard on the chairman or just on the coach? Well, both, really. Or the club, right. On an individual basis. Okay, okay. And for Bruce to come out and say something along the lines of, oh, you can't question the establishment, please. No, I disagree. No, I agree with him there. He can. Because. <sighs> what? Okay. He's saying that. Not, not the he's current. Saying okay, that he, APL. He's suggesting yep. that he's coming out and speaking about the APL and the referees like he did after the MacArthur game has landed him in hot water. And he's getting put in hot water because people don't like being questioned. No, that's not the reason. It's because you went way beyond the pale. I agree with you there. I agree with you there. What I was about to say was, with regards to the game's hierarchy and the comments made there, I don't disagree with him. What comments? You have to... Okay. Because where he was saying that there are decisions that are being made, not necessarily against his club, although he does highlight those, right? But there are decisions being made uh, or have been made in the past, right? So he's actually questioning the people that have been involved in uh, the APL and likewise Football Australia at certain points during the time of the A-League, right, where, is, where you're left scratching your head. And he mentioned David Gallup, obviously, and he mentioned, um, oh, geez, Ben Buckley, right, um, where they've made decisions. And he said, look, 
great guys, good guys, met them, right? but they're not football people. And the game and the administration of the game is paying for, right now, some of the consequences of having people of that ilk, I'm not saying that disrespectfully, I'm just saying that, you know, coming from different sports into into football in Australia, right, administer the game. So from that aspect, yes, you're right. Now, what does that have to do with refereeing and officiating? Absolutely nothing. Mm. Now, if he's looking to tie all that, all that in together with some kind of conspiracy theory, as enjoyable as that sounds, right, and I'm here to entertain it, I'm here all for it, make it as wild and as wacky as you want. Is it true? I would say not to that extent. No, no way. Was that the craziest it game of the weekend? It cannot be possible. Was that the craziest game mm. of the A-League weekend, I think it was? Yes. Yes, it was. Well, in terms of like how nuts everything was on pitch off it and oh. yeah, the result in Brisbane was nuts. Still doesn't beat AFCON. But no, there you go. No. <laughs> Nothing beats AFCON. <laughs> Nothing beats AFCON. That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, that Brisbane result was just, where did that come from? Yeah. Uh, City are done. I think so. After yeah, that done. win, that's it. You, you, you're conceding, that's it. They're done. Yep, they're done. Yeah. Maybe they're sneaking a sixth, but they're not doing anything from there. Mm. Oh, I'm putting a line through them for the tall seat. Fair enough. Fair enough. And I think this season is looking really close. I don't think there's any one team that is going to be the obvious favourite to lift in the tall seat. No, because, because there's yeah, a lot of yeah, yeah, because there's a lot of teams in there that can put a three game run together and win the whole thing. I don't think there is a clear and obvious best team this season. But Wellington have ridden their luck a lot this season. Mm-hmm. Especially in the early phases with the penalties that sure. got saved and, and everything else. Yep. Uh, I know you're not one for numbers, Laz, but underlying numbers, uh, <laughs> Wellington are nowhere near where they should be in the league. With regards to expected goals. Yes, expected goals. Yeah, and, I understand and, that. And all that. But why are they, Nathan? Oh, because they've, they've taken their moments when they've come. Exactly right. 100%. So you, the, question is, the question is whether it's sustainable. That's the real sense of football that you've um, said there, right? And the real perception of it is that, okay, you know, perhaps perhaps um, the oh, – I've lost the point now. I was going to say. Perhaps the moments matter more than – Correct. Yeah. Perhaps the moments matter more so and their, um, their effectiveness in able to execute what's needed is, is reflected upon where they are. And that's what matters the most. Forget the expected goal ratios in this case. <laughs> Look, it's a measure. I, I get it. Mm, mm. The measurement is inaccurate, I think. Because the if I'm, is, on the, if I'm yeah. in the corner of the box, yeah. right, and there's a defender in front of me, and that it should be an expected goal because I just happen to receive the ball facing forward, right, but the defender approaches me. How does mm. that equate to an expected goal chance? That they use no, to a, form, you know, formulate the calculate to to calculate the ratio. Yeah, so it's a wide it's not number of shots. shots yes, it is. No, it's not purely on shots. There are expected, expected, expected goals. To yeah. Shoot, you're expected to shoot, right? But it also has where are you placed when you, you know, like as far as where in the box you're inside that you're placed. Yeah, shoot shooting position. It's actually in the box. Yeah, are, shooting yeah. position. Yeah. Yeah, like, but that's on the assumption that it is indeed a shot. Sure. So it's. A wide so, range of things, but the point is that eventually everyone regresses to the mean, unless you're some superhuman sure. and you just break the model completely. And look, the absolute best players manage to do that. Mm. I've got my doubts on whether this is this run is sustainable for Wellington. It'd be great if it is, 
as we said in they've earlier this far. podcast, they've, they've come, come this far. Why not continue? This far. Yeah, they've come 22 but, games, haven't they? <clears throat> oh, sorry. Uh, 17. 17, I should say. Sorry, the Greek League's 22. My apologies. <laughs> I had that up. It's all Greek to me. It's all Greek to you. Mm. But, yeah, um, yeah, 17 rounds in. And they've only got five left. Yeah, I think they're going to be very tough to stop for the Premier's plate, given their run home as well. Correct. But I've got my doubts on whether they can see it through to the toilet seat. Listen, playoffs are a different tournament altogether. They are. Right. So, you know, it, it's sixth place could win it. Could. We've never seen it. Fifth has. Mm, yeah, fifth has. So why not sixth? Because <laughs> it never happened. <laughs> yeah, it hasn't happened yet, but it could. Mm, mm. It could happen. Laz, so, who do you make as the favourite to win the toilet seat for me? Told you wonders. I've been saying it for a while. Mm. I don't know. For mine, it's wide open. I think it it's is. Wide open. It, it, and I'm not saying that, hey, it's based on a scientific approach to say, oh, I think that, you know, because their expected goals is better than <laughs> Wellington or, you know, they've Are got you more... keeping like a whiteboard off, off screen from me? Or I you, have a conspiracy. You, you I, I, I have a conspiracy whiteboard <laughs> with the triangulation of everything just behind me, right? It all leads, stigmas there? And it all leads to. <laughs> To the Wanderers winning this the toilet seat this year, <laughs> but um, you know with and Sydney FC sneak you know maintaining their position as well, but um, of course, yeah, of course, but nevertheless, um, it is very it is very wide open. Any team of the six can win it. Plus, we got some big games on Sunday in the Adelaide. Yeah, we do actually because we've got Central Coast versus Western Sydney, which is a big game. Second versus fifth, but it'll be closer than that. Yeah. And we've also got MacArthur against Wellington, first versus third. Correct. Why are they on at the same time? Well, MacArthur Wellington is big, uh, and Central Coast Wanderers is because of the AFC Cup final that you want to talk about. The AFC Zonal Cup final. Yes. That's why. No, but, but that's but why they're on the same but, day. But, but feel free to talk about it. Yeah, well, yeah, okay. We'll come on to it in a, in, a, in a second. But you don't have to have these two games at the exact same time. Have one at five, one at seven. Yeah, look, seven o'clock on a Sunday night for sport is not great. It should be. It was. It was fine. Like it should two be. weeks ago for MacArthur against Western Sydney. It should be. Yeah, but two weeks ago school was still out. Mm. Okay, so um, yeah, no, I get you. I completely adhere. You know, agree to your point. I just don't want people to have to choose between two games featuring two, two like four teams are playing in the top five all at the same time. This is when the A League needs a you know. A goal rush. Yeah, it does. Give me a multi-screen. Yeah, I agree. Just a, just a picture in picture. I agree. But I don't think that's in the budget for Paramount. Mm, let's not go there because that's quite sad. Yeah, playoffs. News, news that just came out today, yes. Yeah, unfortunately. Mm, and so. uh, not not great timing with all the APL layoffs as well. Yes. So our thoughts are with people at Paramount Plus if they are if they have been laid off. Um, 100%. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's a hard one. And look, there's a lot of talk around and I mean, I wasn't going to bring it up, Nathan, but you mentioned it to me last week or during the week last week with regards to sporting platform merger potentially. Mm. And yeah, I noticed in the US. That, yeah, yeah. I noticed that today we're out of Paramount Plus. There's talk of a potential merger between themselves and Warner Brothers Discovery. Yeah. And this is the consolidation of a, a market where, Pretty much every company loses money unless you're Netflix. There's no money to be made in streaming, and it's That's just right. a case of eyeballs and keeping people on your platform for as long as you can. And 
this was always coming. There was always going to be some sort of correction in, in that field, but also in the A-League financials as well, because this is a deal that I think is overvalued, the current broadcast deal. Mm-hmm. And that's not a question of what's happening on the pitch. I think the content's great from what you get when you're watching games, but just in terms of ratings and eyeballs and engagement and the financials of the deal, I can't see how Paramount are getting anywhere close to a return for what they're paying for the rights. They're not. No, they can't be. They're not. And and that's the sad that's the sad thing about it. Mm. Is that all the money that they've invested into it has um has borne little fruit for them at this yeah. point in time. Hopefully that yeah, changes. Very much so. But you know Hopefully, but unfortunately I won't be holding my breath on that. Now you'd be holding it a long time right now, Nathan, yes. that's for sure. Yes. You'd be calling it to you there. Okay, I'm not going to lie to you there. Um, mm. But you mentioned Netflix, and look, oh, God, I'm going to mention wrestling again. Netflix have, <laughs> Netflix have entered the realm of live sport now because mm. they have just signed a $5 billion 10-year deal with the WWE, right, which is a game changer as far as the streaming platforms are concerned because Netflix now have entered the realm of sports. Yeah, and they won't stop at WWE, I'm sure. I think Formula One's next. Ooh, they've been they've okay. been eyeing that one off for a long time. Wow, that'd be interesting. Right away from who broadcasts who does it in the US? It's um, is it ESPN. Oh, I can't recall now who does it in the US. Don't, don't it must remember, be. but um, yeah, if mm. they get involved in that and they do like some sort of Apple TV Plus thing where it is worldwide rights, getting getting it off Sky is going to be very difficult in the UK. Yeah, correct. But if you can get if you can get it in the UK, you can get it everywhere else if you're Netflix. Oh, for that's sure. The one to, that's the one to crack. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, the game's changing. And you mentioned that merger in the US. All the, uh, well, not all, but a lot of the big sports broadcasters like TNT, ESPN, NBC, I think, Fox, mm-hmm. they're all yep. coming together and being available Correct. under one umbrella. Correct. Sounds like a cable subscription if you ask me. I think you're right there, Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> the more things change, the more they stay the same. Yeah. Yeah. It's It's funny. It's funny. And um, so what we got right is essentially what we had 15, 20 years ago, but over the internet. And the companies that have been cut out are the Foxtel equivalents, like Time Warner Cable and Verizon or whatever it is over there that correct. supply that. So correct. really, it's a failure on those companies to adapt to a changing market. That's where the story is for me. I think you're right. Adapt I, or die. I think you put that quite succinctly. Um, so yes, maybe there'll be a flow-on effect for... Australian football, I think there is going to be because the landscape with Paramount is changing quite dramatically. Maybe the merger will be good for Paramount Plus here in Australia and therefore good for Australian football. Let's hope. Mm, Laz, what are you looking forward to this weekend? Melbourne Derby in the A-League. Yep. I mean, I don't know exactly now, given Melbourne City's failure last weekend, how significant this is going to be. Yeah, I mean, last week had a big impact on this game because we lost... A little bit of the the aura for Melbourne City. We also lost the unbeaten Correct. streak for the victory. <laughs> it's a derby, right? Nonetheless, it's a derby. You know, so um, and the last one was pretty good. Yeah, and also um, the two matches that you said on Sunday, they're going to be crackers. They um, are. I'll be out at Campbelltown for that. So Wellington pulled MacArthur's pants down last time. So uh, indeed. indeed, we'll see. Hopefully, not a repeat. Yeah, uh, and the A League women's just keeps on keeping on. Yeah, began or not? Yeah, Melbourne victory and the uh, West Sydney Wanderers. I think yeah, that's the game one. of the round. It is. Mm. So that'll Wolf be fun. Fifth. It's but, also uh, Perth Mariners, if I'm not mistaken. Correct. 
Correct. Should be an interesting one as well. Yeah, that's right. Um, but also say lows for WSL. I'm looking forward to one of the two games I mentioned earlier: City, Chelsea, and uh, Arsenal, Man United. Yeah, no, that's fair. Saturday morning and Saturday evening, I think, that's, respectively. Yeah, no, that's fair. Uh, we should mention that the MPL in Victoria has kicked off. Mm. Kicked off last weekend, and the MPL in New South Wales is kicking off this coming weekend. Yeah, always good to get around the local game. Even more local than the A-League. <laughs> Correct. Very true, very true. And um, uh, yeah, very strange season in the MPL because you've got some teams that are guaranteed promotion, so to speak. Yes. Yeah, you do. And yeah, that is a weird one. Because of mm. the uh, NSD, yes. but I think it's still a, a point in case of watching this space with regards to the NSD. So, um, yeah, there's some developments afoot there, obviously. So as they, uh, t- you know, try and recommence the the, um, the tender process there. Yeah, we uh, await some more news on that. Laz, we didn't mention that. Uh, looks like Perth have got a new owner. Oh, that's just come out, has it? Because of yeah, and today. Yeah. 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 It looks like uh, Ross Pelliga is um, being confirmed or right. as, as near as confirmed as can be without a formal announcement. Well, that's a good acquisition then, if that's the case. Mm. And, and the I- talk is that he's paying $1 for the license. Right. And uh, with a guarantee of $4 million a year in regular funding for an extended period. Okay. That's a good deal. That's a good way to do it. I think you secure the uh, medium-term future of Perth doing it that way. No, I agree with you. I agree with you. You asked me what I was looking forward to this weekend, Nathan. Mm. I've got um, two games that I'm going to keep an eye on, or a keen eye on. Uh, three, actually. Madrid away to Vallecano. Madrid derby, isn't it? Yep, correct. Uh, of sorts. Of sorts, <laughs> so that'll be fun. Uh, and your Spanish club against Girona. Yeah, big one. Big one. That's so, on uh, Tuesday morning, I think. Correct, correct. So correct. well into next week by that stage. <laughs> yep. And Mighty Geordies are playing Bournemouth at home. This weekend as well, so the Eddie Howe Derby. Looking forward to that. That's correct. The Eddie Howe Derby. <laughs> uh, yes, and uh, since you're mentioning your boys, my boys are at Kenilworth Road this weekend. Yes, they are. Mm. And uh, yeah, shout out to uh, the uh, Aston Villa supporting uh, people in my life. Right. Uh, commiserations on the defeat. <laughs> but uh, McSaw's got there in the end, huh? Oh, jeez. <laughs> Hey, listen, you can't deny him. He's, you know, he pops up in the right places as far as scoring is concerned, but I know that you've mm-hmm. got uh, question marks around his defensive capabilities there, Nathan. Yes, uh, he is. Defensive uh, awareness and tactic. Mm, 2024's Maron Fellaini is what that's, he is. That's a great shout. Yep. That is a great shout. Who retired from football the other day? Mm, I so, thought we would segment. see him in Australia. Um, I never did, actually, to be honest. I thought there would have there. I think there was an opportunity. Right. Maybe a year ago. Okay, there you go. Maybe more recent than that, but uh, no, good career, Marion Fellaini, mm. and uh, maligned at times, but uh, look, play for Everton, play for Manchester United, can't be too bad, can you? Yeah, you can't be too bad. Nah, look, you play at that <laughs> level, you know, if you play at that level, you're a great footballer, there's no, no doubt about it. He's got the best chest I've ever seen. <laughs> I've seen better. Now let's move on. <laughs> no, it's like he's got a pillow on there. The chest is right. unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yes. But uh, enough about Marlon playing yes. his chest, Laz. Yeah, correct. Correct. I think we fit the back peg. I think we have. Uh, we have. It's gotten too late in the night now. Yeah. Yeah, we have. <laughs> and I can smell what you're cooking and I don't like it. All right, Nathan. 
<laughs> One more for the road. And that's it. Have yourself a good, have yourself a good evening and a good weekend. Thank you for what you do for the pod. Thanks to all the listeners who have uh, been listening and hope, you know, hope you enjoy this episode and hope you enjoy the football this weekend. Thank you, Lars. Thank you, listener. We'll speak to you next week. Take care, all. Dun, 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 dun.